0: Hey, and welcome to another episode of um, well, the rebranded Tom's Kite Boarding Tips. So, no longer the Kite Boarding Coach and Learn Kite or Learn Kite Faster, just um, Tom's Kite Boarding Tips. So, I'm stood on the beach here in Turks and Caicos, and I uh, just want to make a little podcast about Turks and Caicos and share everything I can about this amazing place. So uh, uh, in preparation my next podcast uh, that I'll make in the next few days I've just been doing a bit of research on where is the best places and when to go and just sharing um, my experience my personal experience on uh, on how you can find a great destination so but before we get into that let's just talk about where I am now so For any of you who know me, um, I've been teaching for 10 years and uh, I've been all over. So UK, um, Canberra Sands, um, also in uh, Spain, in Egypt, in Sweden, um, my favorite place, um, Cape Town. And yeah, I've really enjoyed, I did a season in Peru as well, teaching wave kite surfing. I've taught... Um, a lot of learner lessons, which I love, but also loads of freestyle lessons and loads of uh, wave kite surfing um, downwinders. So teaching people how to use a surfboard uh, in the waves in Cape Town. And that was amazing, a really fantastic experience that uh, that I am really feel very lucky that I've been able to do. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've really enjoyed uh, travelling around and, and finding these spots. Um, Turks and Caicos though is very special I have to say that in uh, all of my travels all of my teaching years uh, I've never found anywhere like it why is it so special so it really is kitesurfers paradise now I could I'm about to reel off all the reasons why it's kitesurfing paradise but before I do and you're thinking to yourself, wow, that really is an amazing place. There is one drawback. It's freaking expensive. Um, and that's the put-off. And that's the reason that makes it so good. So loads of my friends have seen my posts on Instagram. And watch out, I'm just about to launch a new Instagram uh, uh, account. Um, so I'll keep you updated on that one. But yeah, so the... the uh, the reason it's so expensive, it's its favoured a lot by the rich and famous, to, it's just got great beaches, but it's got amazing shallow water. And we're talking a lot of shallow water, like I'm sat on the beach now, if you can probably hear the wind, and it's the perfect wind really. Most days we get 16 to 20 knots, and then we get a few days with 20 knots plus. And we get a few days with kind of seven or eight knots, and the wind is pretty consistent. But we do get a few squalls. You know, we get some clouds. Um, it's not like Brazil. We do get weather, but generally it's not like proper weather. It's uh, it's always the same temperature, um, and when there's no wind, it feels hot. But when there's wind, it's just perfect. So. The wind is really good. We're mainly on 9 to 12 meter kites and, and sometimes 17 meter kites of those light wind days. But um, I'm only, I've only just arrived, I've been here a month. And there's definitely um, the season is always, it kind of comes in waves of like three, four, five days. And then we have a couple of days of no wind. Um, and then i think when the season really gets going uh, by the way if you listen to this this is recorded in december and uh, i think from what i hear from the locals it it gets really good about now it looks like um, it will be windy every day for about nine months so that's really exciting so it is definitely reliable wind there it would be highly unusual for it to be any longer than a couple of days without wind and when I say without wind, having taught in Sweden for uh, for the last season, um, they were getting excited. Bless them! I love you all, guys in Sweden and girls. Um, that uh, you know, seven or eight knots there. Um, everyone's got seventeens, and hey, in the right conditions, you can have, and the right gear, you can have a lot of fun in seven or eight knots. But yeah so here there's always like very very rarely would you get less than that so if you've got a foil or you've got a lot of enthusiasm and you've got a big kite you can get out even on the kind of no wind days you might not come up wind every time but I digress so there's most days are really good so there's definitely consistent wind here. The other thing is that shallow water, and the colour of the water, and the temperature of the water. It's not too warm, it's not a bath, but at the same time, it's not too cold, you don't need a wetsuit. I teach in a wetsuit, but you don't have to have one. Um, it's, uh, it's amazing water, so clean. There's nothing dangerous in there. There has been a couple of shark attacks many years, many years ago, but um, no one's actually been killed, and uh, that's very, very, very rare. Um, And in shallow water, there's nothing. You know, there's not even any rocks. There's no jellyfish. There's nothing. It's amazing. The only thing that we've got is conch shell. So they are the dead ones. There's a few on the beach. And you just have to be careful entering and exiting the water because you might stand on a conch shell. The sand is very, very fine. Super light colored. Um, It's just beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. The color is like a light turquoise and as I stand here now uh, and you'll see uh, on my upcoming uh, tips that I'm I'm preparing now that you can walk to the horizon yes, walk to the horizon that's quite something so you can do your latest trick or something new and you're not going to be able to you're not going to lose your stuff you just stand up so it takes all the fear away from, from kiting it's really quite special um, so yeah, that's uh, that's one spot and that's uh, the Long Bay Beach area um, There's three four schools here and we have all got Incredible space if you're learning to kitesurf or if you know anyone who's learning to kitesurf you cannot Recommend or come to a better place. Yes, I've recently taught in Sicily in Stag- Stagone the big the biggest lagoon in europe it's amazing but it's nowhere near as beautiful nowhere near as reliable wind it has a vast area of shallow water but not as big as this and in some places it's too shallow so it's below the knee um so yeah that's an amazing place to go and learn if you've got wind but nowhere really nowhere compares to here this is this is outstanding um it's like a giant swimming pool i think that's the best the best way for me to uh to to describe it to you um so yeah so we've got this giant area of uh of shallow water and that just i can get someone riding um from scratch and do a, a day course two day course in an hour to two hours and you know okay it's a fast track lesson so they'll learn body dragging and and they'll learn um nearly everything but because it's so safe here we don't even use helmets there's just uh, very 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 low risk so it's very relaxed and we can focus on getting people riding pretty quickly and then we can do all the other stuff like uh, board rescue and uh, and things like that but because it's so because it's so easy actually we can do all the body drags and the board rescue they just do it first time rather than crashing the kite and then not being able to launch it or getting hit by a wave or losing the board and then having to walk back up winds, you just have none of that so progression is super quick and if you work out the money so it costs uh, 350 for a two-hour session but after two hours like we get 90% of people riding a few meters at least in a controlled way after two hours now that takes two days of of lessons anywhere else in the world um, or in most places in the world. And also, the cost of that is quite a lot. Like, um, uh, usually, a two day course is around £200. So the Canberra Kite Surf Centre do a special, I think £169 for a two day course, but you're in a group of four people so therefore you only get a certain amount of time with a kite and also you're you only get a certain amount of time with an instructor so one-to-one in paradise um very very comfortable not cold um you progress really quickly you get those skills so i always bang on about this because i love it so much so the unconscious competence um, which is what the holy grail of any uh, learning is and i'll just quickly run through it i'm sure i've gone through it enough times but i love it i love it i love it so number one is unconscious incompetence which is where you don't know that you know so that's when you turn up and you don't even know anything and you don't know that you don't know anything then you go to level two which is where uh, which is called conscious incompetence which is where you know that you don't know Then you get to level three, which is after you start to get some skills, you realize that you have conscious competence. So you know that you know. And after repetition and after some purposeful practice, then you move on to the ultimate, which is level four, which is unconscious competence, which is you don't know that you know. And I love it. So here you get to the level of you don't know that you know very quickly and that's golden then your confidence grows and then you're actually not thinking about the kite you're just having a bit more fun and you know if you crash it's not the end of the world so yeah, lessons are really, really, really easy here. So, okay, let's imagine you're not just coming for a lesson. Oh, yeah, and, of course, riding up wind is amazing because you're going to be riding and riding and riding and riding. And like anywhere else in the world, when you start riding, you've got a lot of walking to do. But here, as long as you're riding in both directions, then you've, uh, you can... I learned to ride upwind very, very quickly. One of my amazing students, Bob, last week, he had eight hours of instruction and he was riding upwind in eight hours, properly riding upwind, controlling his speed and really enjoying himself. Now, Canberra Sands in the UK, that takes a whole season to get to that level for most people. You know, by the time you've got to the beach and you've uh, unpacked your equipment and you've realised there's not enough wind or you've uh, had to do a walk of shame for half an hour, you're tired, um, the wind dies, there's too much wind, um, you haven't got the right kite, blah blah blah, or there's no wind, you don't come down. um, So all of that can be eliminated. And yes, it might cost you a thousand dollars, to uh to learn but it's money well spent it really is a false economy in so many ways to um to learn anywhere else than in the best place you really do get what you pay for although hey i can't knock it if i was uh in england i would go to camber sands and uh, and have a lesson with the boys at um at uh, the Kaiser surf center then i'd come to turks and Caicos and uh, and have a have a week here so okay so you're riding and you want to come here. Now most twin tippers would absolutely love this place. You've got so many different spots. There's no restrictions as to where you can kite her So you can literally rock up on any beach, pump up a kite, check out Google Earth, and go and kite there. We get a solid northeasterly wind, and that means that there's loads of spots you can go to in super flat water, which the Swedish love, and so many people fantasize about uh, water that's like flat, mirror. Type stuff because it's sheltered by uh, some land or things you've got mangroves you can jump over if you want to do that which is pretty cool so you've got some spots and of course the other thing the other major thing is because you've got a large um, area here of no one literally no one whatsoever is uh, is here um, because it's so expensive so immediately you've got this amazing space that's empty and anywhere remotely like this place um, it's just packs full of people I mean compare it to somewhere like Tarifa and hey I learned in Tarifa many many years ago but I'm so happy that, uh, that I, I, I couldn't learn in Tarifa every time you stand up you get hit by a wave then you go into deep water if you crash your kite you've got to get your board back yes you do learn eventually but um if you're not an extreme person like there's just a different type of person that can learn here you really don't have to be fit or adventurous you know you can it's a relaxing uh time to uh to learn kite serving it's very very civilized so anyway back onto the other spots that you've got some amazing amazing flat water spots so the other thing that's really cool is there are waves. So on the north of the island, um, we have some waves, as we do on the south of the island, um, and proper Atlantic swell, and uh, they they break on a reef. But it's not particularly dangerous. Like you just need to go at the right tide, and it's uh, it's awesome waves, two meters to three or three and a half meters on the big days with a decent swell period and cross offshore winds and you get to play with them on a downwinder. So this is something I'm yet to do but I'm really excited to go and play with some waves and, uh, and as soon as I've got the busy Christmas season over um, and the wind starts getting a bit stronger then I'll definitely get out there. Uh, and I'm really excited because I've been out in a boat and seen the waves um, and they're just beautiful. But it's not for beginners they're quite a long way offshore so you have to kite out to them and if the wind drops then yeah you're stuck so uh, you need to know how to do a self-rescue but really you need to have the common sense to if you feel that wind dipping you get straight back to shore and also the ability to never crash your kite I mean that's one of my big things in wave kite surfing but when you're in cross offshore winds and you don't have boat support uh, yes eventually you would get blown back to land here but you wouldn't want to Um, you would be in the water a hell of a long time and it would be a little scary so yeah you uh, you definitely don't want to be it's not summer to learn waves but I'm pretty certain there can be some epic adventures to be had here so that's exciting Um, and on top of that you've got nature like uh, you can do a sub trip, rent a kayak, you can go through the mangrove forest, you can swim with turtles, snorkel with sharks um, and uh, see eagle rays and uh, it's just amazing like it is incredible it's nature and there's no one here you know it's that's the, the benefit of it being aggressively expensive. Now, when we talk about being aggressively expensive, there is, um, uh, I'm here teaching with the Big Blue, and I'm very proud to be with the Big Blue. They're a very well-established company, 21 years. They've been running eco-tours, and they also have a kite surfing side, and that's what I do, but I also do the kayaking trips. Um, So, we charge um, uh, 350 per lesson, we also do downwinders, and we'll take you to some islands on boats and things and we could go kiting there but accommodation wise if you look on airbnb then you want to book up in advance a long way in advance the busy months seem to be uh, december and january um, and then after that it gets a little bit better later through the year obviously easter bank holidays and things like that are more expensive and thanksgiving but um, there are places you can get uh, friends here rent out their spare room for $100 a night. That's the cheapest you will find and you need to know someone to to get that price and it will just be a basic room in someone who works here's house that's near to the beach. You can rent a car for as little as like $30 to $40 a day. Not a particularly great car, but something to get you to the beach. Um, or to get you to other beaches so that's not too bad the the other really expensive thing is the food so eating out if you eat at the touristy places it's just insanity like crazy Um, more expensive even than Stockholm and Norway and places like that Um, and even the supermarkets aren't aren't cheap but they're not bad like you you can get the basics and it's okay it's nice knowing that you've got there if you have a real uh, taste you want some dairy-free sugar-free vegan ice cream you can get it it might cost you eight dollars for a tub but but you can get it Uh, and it's nice knowing that it's there Um, you can eat out relatively well like there's um, kebab places falafel places and you know you'll pay ten dollars for a meal so that's not bad at all so uh, so yeah you can uh, you can definitely survive but if you want to go out and live it up it's gonna cost a fortune so it really does pay to um i think there's another there's a place here you can rent on long bay beach um, get in contact with me about that and i can put you in the right contact if you want to come and it's 200 a night but it's beautiful and you share it's a two bedroom so if four if two couples went then it's fifty dollars each a night which is extremely reasonable Um, so and you can just walk out and go uh, go kiting in your back garden on an amazing sandy beach so yeah so that's it that's um uh, the other thing okay is the vibe the vibe is amazing of all the places i've been to in the world um there's if it's a busy beach generally there's a little bit of aggro there might be people who don't quite get into the spirit of it and you can get some uh, the odd idiot who brings their aggression to the sport? Um, Cape Town gets it. Hey, I love Cape Town. It's one of my favorite places on earth. Um, but when there's 400 kites all vying for. Um, the right uh, right of way, and, and it just gets busy, and and there can be a bit of aggression there, quite a lot of aggression. Um, same as Tarifa, people just get in the way, and also I don't like it busy. I feel like I'm just another kite surfer, and because I started really far in the beginning, you know when we were the, there was only a few kite surfers, we just it just felt like you were a bit different from everyone else, and when you go to a beach with three or four hundred kiters you can feel like oh I'm just another. Kite surfers, so places like Lemnos in Greece. Um, hello, Ellie and Rick, and uh, and everyone, um, if you're listening, I love Lemnos. It's a great place to go and kite surf. They've got um, some great wind and a great location. It's very natural and it's not busy. Um, you know, they might have uh, 50, 60 kiters out, so it can get a bit busy there, um, but nothing like Tarifa or, um, or Cape Town, whereas here, yeah, we might have 40 or 50 kite surfers, but we've got 40 kilometres of, um, of shallow water on the main beach, so there's plenty of space for everyone. And because of that, um, everyone seems really friendly. Like everyone knows each other's names. The locals all um, love it here, so there's a, a really good vibe and that to me is very important everyone's willing to help everyone like um is very considerate there's no one uh, big egos uh, that i've come across of people trying to get in the way or show off so that's very 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 cool everyone's got a love for kite surfing and nature and seems very respectful so yeah turks and Caicos is an amazing amazing place um it's the flights the, there's WestJet that um, that come here they fly from London to uh, Toronto and then Toronto to Turks and Caicos lots of people come with them and I flew with them they were good um, and it wasn't expensive um, but there is a BA flight that takes you to uh, not Barbados uh, but yeah there is a, a, uh, a BA flight that comes here god I can't remember the name of where they uh, where it flies into but it's another Caribbean island and then uh, so it's only two flights away about a 12 hour flight um yeah there's a five hour delay we're like we're behind five hours um but yeah it's windy in the morning and it's windy most of the day it's light at six o'clock in the morning it's dark by about half past five it's winter at the moment but the temperature is just perfect so there you go that's my report of Turks and Caicos I to teach kite surfing it's easily the best place i've ever taught kite surfing in my life and i would it really is a kite surfing paradise now i know there's waves and also i've been out here doing mega loops on an eight meter kite okay not mega loops but decent kite loops um in 25 knots of wind um that's amazing so there is a nice varied conditions and there's no one here that's probably the best bit for me that uh, the, the high prices really do put people off but you get what you pay for. It really is worth the uh, the money. So hope that helps and looking forward to seeing you. If, if you need any advice or anything or any help, just give me a shout. And uh, yeah, come and get your lessons here. I'm at the Big Blue. Um, we're the Big Blue Collective in Turks and Caicos. Um, and come and get a lesson. And I can get people riding within an hour to two hours. And uh, yeah, it's just so much fun. Um, Catch up soon. Thanks for listening. Uh, keep an eye out on Instagram for uh, Tom's kiteboarding tips. Um, I'll be releasing that in the up, upcoming weeks. But uh, yeah, here we um, uh over and out from uh, a, a beach on uh, Long Bay Beach in uh, Turks and Caicos.